Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just a Clap, the only show that should have talked about our opening before we started recording. I think our opening is that we had a very nice lunch, basically both of us got free therapy, and my apartment building smells like a dispensary on fire. It does. I might be getting contact high. That's fine. I put the towel down by the door. It should start to lessen. Do you want me to turn on a fan or open a window? Is towel and door code. It's not. I'm going to oh. go open a window in the bedroom, though. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, it's not like I like the smell, either. No, I kind of miss the smell. I don't. All right. Uh, Fuck your marijuana smell. Fuck it right to hell. <laughs> that's why I'd be all like, Fuck Hector. No, uh... So... Zach and I actually did not get a lot done this week. No, we, we did not. Much, much. Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. But we do get to talk about something from last week, uh, and then uh, oh, yes. this week, I and the... just, you know, universal stuff. So, speaking of universal stuff, I keep finding these screws, and I don't know where they come from. And that's unsettling. Like, where do you find them? Mostly on the kitchen floor. The cats have gotten smarter. Oh, they've gotten really smart. I don't know what they're coming from, because there's only one thing in the kitchen that would use screws like that, and I looked completely all over it, and that's not where it's from. The little table I have right there. Yeah? It's not from there. Well, this is... Yeah, yeah it's, I know. It's, it's like a good, like, four-inch screw. It's eerie. Which was my nickname in high school. Four-inch screw? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, thank you. That was a joke. Um, a four and a half inch screw. Um. <laughs> this part's ripped for my pleasure. That bit's not. <laughs> that part's just for me. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good record today. Wow, so, I might be contact high. Yeah, right? Uh, like, I'm pissed about this now. Yeah, the apartment smells like dope. Uh, what are you going to do? Well, actually, now it just smells like cigarette smoke because I'm sitting next to you. Thanks, Beth. That was a sincere thanks, not a douchey thanks. Okay. Um, I'd much rather smell you smelling like cigarette smoke than whatever douche-ass neighbor of mine smoking a fuckload of weed. Do you want to get into current stuff or stuff from last week? Let's go ahead and start with Legion since I wouldn't let you talk about it. So the stuff from last week. Cool. I watched Legion. Uh, two episodes in. Um, I don't have very specific notes because I know Deb did not want me to spoil it. It's fine. I waited too long. I have the expectation of one week. If I wait after that, it's on me, not you. Yeah, like, really, you should have at least watched the premiere. At like this I point. said, I have um, the expectation of one week, and I waited too long. The fact that you haven't seen it kind of pigeonholes me in what we're talking about, but. It's a very ambiguous timeline, and I don't mean that in terms of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone looks like they're dressed like the 60s or 70s. But? But it seems that the storyline is very current. Like, is it kind of a little bit like Archer, where everything is styled noir, it's but the very, technology's modern? It's very anachronistic. Uh, their, their wardrobe is very anachronistic. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know. photos of Aubrey Plaza, and she's wearing kind of a generic outfit. Um, at one point, like, she's wearing headphones, um, and they look like Beats. Yet, once again, like, everyone's dressed like they're in the 60s or 70s. Um, especially... His sister, a uh, legion sister, um, or David's, I should say, David Haller, um, his sister, who's played by uh, what's her name, um, Jenny from the League. So it's nice um, to see her. Uh, yeah, whatever. What is her, her name? Do- doesn't matter. I think her name's actually Jennifer, but I don't know her last name. No, it's not. Um, at She's all. She's married to Pete. Yes. Crap. Oh God, is it Jenny? Jennifer, not Aniston, but it's something like that. <laughs> no, but she does have like a, a name similar to that. Um, but anyway, um, is it Anderson? Something like that. It's fine. We'll correct so, it later. It's nice to see her get into a, a bit more of a meaty role. Something um, that's not as light, despite the fact yes. that she actually had a lot to do with the writing of the league. Yes, but I mean, like, it's not Legion. It, it, it is funny. It has its funny moments, but it's not an outright comedy. So to have her really bite into this role is really fun to watch. 
Well, and you know, she um, was capable because she was always really good on the league. But she didn't have, like, that weird, like, Jackie O, like, bullet haircut. What do they call it? Is well, there, I normally call like, that helmet hair. But, like, not bouffant, but, like, a, you know, well, like. Like a pompadour? No, but, like, I'm, I'm looking at, like, You're Dr. Girlfriend. Dr. Girlfriend. Um, like, what is her hair style? Oh, it's called a shag. Yeah. Like, she has a shag, yet you think this show is very contemporary. That's a lie. It's called a bob. There you go. Sorry, that took me longer than it should have. But it, it, it seems weird. Like, it's very ambiguous in terms of when this show happens. Hmm. Um, is it all happening in the 70s? Is it a prequel to Axman movies? There's been a lot of talk about that because it's Fox uh, via FX. And, and Fox needs to make some damn money. Fox is doing fine. Fox movies is not doing fine. Oh. Um, but, like, does this tie into the, the X-Men, X-Men mythology, universe. the X-Men cinematic universe? Can I ask you a grammar question? Sure. When do you say mythos, and when do you say mythology? Um, I say mythology when I'm talking about anything that's, like, a grandstanding yeah, belief system. Yeah, but I mean, system. I would say X-Men mythos as say, opposed to X-Men mythology. I, I, I would imagine... The, what's the grammatic? I, I, I think... No, I think we're arguing semantics at this point. I think so it mythos, doesn't, it's, it's just this Yeah, I think mythos and mythology are, are synonyms. And it's the cherubim cherub thing again, isn't they're, it? They're interchangeable. Yeah. Absolutely right. Um, Sorry. We got into this whole thing with cherub and cherubim uh, while I was reading uh, the Lucifer series by Mike Carey. Um, and, oh, I can't think of the goddamn artist. Um, Pete. I want to say Pete Woods, but I know that's not right. So, anyway. what's your overall thoughts on Legion? Um, I... Other than the fact that we're sad that Aubrey Plaza isn't Squirrel Girl. Well, she still could be. That would be Fox, because Squirrel Girl is a mutant. Um, but you and I loved that joke. I think it was on Cracked. I'm so sorry. I thought I turned that off. I was going to say, we thought it was on Cracked. So, still turned on silent. <laughs> oh, the building messaged me back about the terrible marijuana smell. And how'd that go? Do you want me to read it? Well, yeah, sure. Then we have, you have more stuff in terms of legal precedence. I love that the text will be, we'll get to it. No, actually. She asked if I thought it was coming from anywhere in particular, and if I had the windows open so it was coming from outside. No. Merit says, no, I don't know where it's coming from, but I didn't investigate. And no, I don't have any windows open. Great, I'll put your phone on silent. Give me a um, second, I have to finish typing that. Um, once again, ambiguous timeline. Um, I think it's super trippy the way um, they use time, especially in the first episode. Uh, it, reminds me, it reminds me a lot of uh, the series 12 Monkeys, where you don't quite know what's going on, um, which kind of leads me to another point where you don't know who or what is real. And to give you guys some background, if you haven't seen it or you're, you know, watching it and you don't know where it came from, basically the character of Legion in the comics, in the Marvel comics, it's Professor X's son uh, who, having been abducted by a terrorist, uh, develops disassociative disorder, which is multiple personalities. And basically he is the most powerful mutant on the planet. But his power is split between all of his personalities. So there's one that's telepathic, there's one that's psychokinetic, there's one that's uh, pyrokinetic. Um, He does eventually get his shit together for a moment and warps reality and time travel, which leads to the Age of Apocalypse. Uh, Google it. I'm not going to get into that right now. But uh, in the show, basically, the character David... Legion, um, has been diagnosed as a schizophrenic very early on, and there are not only government agencies after him because they go, he's the most powerful mutant on the planet, like, we've got to contain him. There are other people who go, hey, what you think is schizophrenia and hallucinations are actually your powers manifesting. (laughs) Like, what you think you imagined actually did happen. And we need to, like, you know, you need to learn how to control it. Um, 
That's this kind of the overarching theme of like every X-Men story ever, though, is you need to learn how to control this. Absolutely. Which uh, I've always liked, because it's a, kind of an allegory to childhood, if that makes sense. Puberty. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not a mistake that your mutant powers manifest during puberty. I mean, like, that's the analogy. It's, it's very Carrie in that. But it's just one of those things where, remember when you're a little kid and you had a hard time kind of controlling your emotions, and then you start going through puberty, and the hormones go fucking crazy, and it's even harder to kind of control your emotions. Yeah. And so I always thought of X-Men as just, like I said, like an allegory to kind of being a child growing up and yeah, being okay with who you are because you can't control it and how you interact with your world. Absolutely. Um, I think that's, I think that and the allegory of, of racism, I think are like the kind of core seeds. And that's one of, of those things of though, where it's kind of those two things where like, if you're a teenager and then you're in a racist situation and you can't control who you are and you can't control how racist? other people, I'm talking about, like, say, being a minority or being in a situation where you're being treated as yeah, a racist no, it, minority. Yeah, no, it just like a, yeah. I phrased it oddly. I'm very sorry. Like I said, you can't control your environment, but you can control yourself. No, you can't was the issue. Well, yeah. as you become an adult, yes. You, you learn but... how to control it. But like as a teenager, like you, yeah, you can't control these mood swings, these horrible things, and then you get into, like, a... Um, Cyclops is a bad example. Because um, he's boring and stupid. Yeah, but in terms of Legion, like, yeah, like, you start, like, your tel your telepathy, like, kicks on. It takes And you're like, oh, my God, I'm hearing voices. And he gets diagnosed as a schizophrenic, not realizing that it's the voices he hears, yeah. yeah, are not schizophrenic, but telepathy-based. So that's kind of the core of the show is that, I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I'm sorry. No, no, you didn't step on me at all. Okay. Um, but, the, yeah, the whole thing is that, like, yeah, like, what he views as being early onset schizophrenia, like, Gene Smart, yeah, from Designing Women, um, is his therapist. <laughs> Let that sink in. And she, do, and she does a great job. I love stupid fucking show so And much. she does a great job. Um, she, the guy who does Legion is, uh, did Fargo, the yeah. show. Yeah, I can't think of the actor's name because apparently no uh, Noah Faley, I believe, we're not is the, be is the showrunner. Any actors' names this podcast. Well, we weren't going to look for. Well, we've said several, and you were looking for showrunner name, not actor name. Um, so I think I think it's Noah Faley, if I'm pronouncing that right. Is was the sh he was the showrunner on um Fargo and Gene Smart who was on Fargo and got the Emmy nod and actually I think she that was won. for season three yeah I think she got the Emmy for that that was the one with Kristen Dunst right season three was the one I didn't watch Fargo so you should it's excellent I that's what I hear and I love the movie I love the Coen brothers but um the showrunner from Fargo is the guy who's doing Legion and Gene Smart got the Emmy nod and okay. and award and so when he was working on a new script and he goes I think you'd be great for the, like, psychologist part. She went, I'm in. Like, there was no, she had no idea what it was about. Like, she jumped in and went, yeah. Um, so, once again, tell the people, um, you know, collect talented people. It's great. Um, well, no, Tina Fey talks about it in her book. She's talking about building your crew. You need to find the smart people. Ugly hands? Was that her? Or was that Amy Poehler? Bossy pants. Bossy pants. I just remember the hands. Yeah, because it's a picture of her and then it has the man's body. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that in your head that somehow translated to the name of the book, Ugly Hands. Ugly Hands. Which is funny because she doesn't have issues about her hands, but man, does she have issues about her feet. Does she? Yes. What I was going to say about Legion and about the allegory between adolescence and controlling your environment, you have to be incredibly self-aware, and I was probably into my mid-twenties before I realized that literally the only person's reaction I can control to a situation is my own. Because other people are never going to react how you want them to react. You know what I mean? Like, you can control how you react to a situation, but you can't control how other people react to a situation. And you don't realize that until you get much older and a lot more self-aware. Uh, it took me years later in intense therapy to realize that, but... Um, 
The only other thing I can say about Legion is that, and I kind of briefly said it before we got on this, um, if you don't mind jumping off of this. Who or what is real? Um, I did kind of touch on that early on. Are you talking on. about actual reality as opposed to your perception of reality? No. No, I don't. I mean literally, who is real? What is real? Because the thing is, he views the manifestation of his powers as schizophrenia, so... Which is something that manifests itself in your late teens. So the thing is, so the thing is, what is imagining happens? Is it his power, or what is is it actually imagining that's what happened? You know, they say... There are characters where you kind of have to have that whole Bruce Willis thing from Six... I'm said Six Element. Um, Six Sense. Oh my god, the greatest follow-up of all time. The Six Element. Yeah, and that. Bruce Willis was the ghost the whole time. Holy fuck. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, anyway. Think about it. I I, I, I want I to, we'll talk about, you, we'll, we, we, will, we will get onto that later. Oh my god, that is something I have to like, explore on my own. I'm going to need you to make a lot of... But the fact that like he has, in the comics, and seemingly in the show, mm-hmm. um, he has split personalities, so... What characters are real, what characters are not, in terms of... Okay, so, unreliable narrator at best. Yes, and we talked about that off air. Um, uh, Yeah. Unreliable uh, narrator. Well, we also decided that was a description for life. Unreliable narrator. (sighs) That's the whole thing. But, um, uh, Aubrey Plaza's character, did she exist before she effectively got... Absorbed into his mind, was she real to begin with? Um, did she interact with people? I watched it. She kind of does, but it could have been David as her, because the whole premise of, of the it's kind of a fight the character club. it's kind of a fight club scenario. Well, and the premise of Legion in the comic is like you never know who who's the personality controlling his body and which powers are going to have. Okay. Yes, who's driving. So, was at that point Aubrey Plaza driving? Did she exist? Was he imagining her? There are people, like, during his, like, therapy, quote-unquote, therapy group. Nobody can see us making air quotes with, like, fingers, but we were. But, like, in, when you're watching that, like, how many of them are actually there? Or is it him alone in a room and he's imagining that he's in a group? So you never really know. And this doesn't spoil anything. That's the best part. Everything we've said doesn't spoil a goddamn thing. Well, what I'm talking about is that... He thinks people are chasing him. They could be fake. We don't know. Well, first of all, nobody really knows how a schizophrenic brain works. Okay. Second of all, what I was going to say is they actually say that imagined memory is stored the exact same way in the brain as actual memory. Okay. So that's one of those whole things about your perception of reality. The memory gets stored the same way, whether it was you imagining it or it was something that actually happened. I should have talked to my mom about that earlier. Well, it's the whole, like, you know, in the 70s they had all those people that said they had repressed memories of being tortured by satanic cultist children. That didn't happen. No, it's just d and <laughs> But like I said... Lark cop ball. What the fuck is real and what the fuck isn't real? Well, this you show never... will make you re... will make you examine that. Um, well, that's the thing is you never actually know. I mean, we've all had that moment where you wake up in the middle of the night and it takes you a few minutes to realize where you are and what you're doing and who you are. You're not in the dream or... Exactly. Is it 10 p.m.? Is it... Well, I shouldn't say is it 10 p.m., but, like, is it 10 o'clock, a.m., p.m.? I've done that. Like I said, no, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you're in a weird dream, you wake up, and it takes you a few minutes to realize what your reality is and who you are Was as a it person. the dream? Was it the... There's that line in Sandman about um, that in dreams you remember how to fly. Yeah, it's you just mm-hmm. kind of step off the ground. It's the knack of falling without hitting the ground. That would be, yeah. That and she that wants is. to know if it's a real memory or if it's a dream. And he basically doesn't give her an answer. Oh, God, no. I mean, he wouldn't. Because why would he? He's dream. <laughs> so, that's my take on Legion. Um, I'm digging it. I mean, I, it's not going to take a, a guarantee a tab. I know you've, you're you're two episodes behind. Two episodes is nothing, though. You know, with a but new show, I a don't lot of think, times I, I like think to once you watch the first try. episode, 
you're going to go, yeah, this is one I'm in. Like, outside of being a thanks and base and what could or could not be the X-Men universe, the continuity bullshit aside... I don't have a problem with that, though. I mean, there's so many things that uh, take place in some weird microcosm of some universe somewhere, and I can still watch it and enjoy it. The it's stuff like, with his father gets... A little murky. Every time he tries to remember his dad, it's, like, in very shadowed. So, and I kept... Honestly, I kept expecting, like, the reveal on the dad to be himself. Wow. Yeah, like, he sees himself as his father, and it's not even Professor X, where it's like, he can't remember either McAvoy or Stewart. Uh, it'd probably be Stewart, right? I mean... Stewart's still fuck for it. Blood Talk isn't shooting anymore. He's just doing promotions for Logan right now. So right. he's free. So, he I mean, time. Yeah. And he, he owns it. I mean, he owns it. Uh, in a different way than... than I, I think McAvoy doesn't really... has literally never taken himself too seriously in his entire life. You know, ensigns on the other ships exactly. give themselves blowies. Like I or said. Or whatever. I'm uh, trying to get Will Wheaton to give him a blowjob. He was um, just dicking with no, him. No, I know. But still, like I said, like I said, that man has never taken himself seriously. At least he hasn't in the last 40 fucking years. So, but I would imagine, like, it's in... And, and Singer is one of the executive producers, so I imagine it's in the Singer... Universe. Universe, which, like, well, I guess it's actually all of them except for... Last Stand? Last Stand, which was... Terrible. Uh, Brett Ratner. Oh, God, it was terrible. Uh, well... Who keeps giving him money? Brett Ratner? Yes. Fuck off, he made, uh... Oh, no, I was gonna say he made Kick-Ass, but that was Matthew Vaughn. It was not Brett Ratner. Uh, Matthew Brett Vaughn. Ratner, You know uh, the last thing I remember him doing was? Tower Brett Heist, Ratner? which was fucking terrible. Which was what? Tower Heist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was, I didn't say... And repeat, so who look, keeps giving him fucking money? It looked like shit. Ooh, speaking of looking like shit, uh, he says as he looks at my book. Did you see Great Wall? No, I heard it massively bombed this weekend. Yeah, Axel, it's fucking terrible. Here's the thing: I want to see it, but I don't want to pay for it. Oh no, we did talk about this. Yeah, you're right. The funny thing is, it actually did extremely well in China. And where they have a Great Wall. Talk about the With dicks. dicks on it. We're going to talk about the dicks again. <laughs> like I said, it did extremely well in China and has an Asian director. I still don't understand why Matt Damon was their lead. Do you or, you know, idea? why there's a dragon in it. Do you have any fucking idea how much money I would have thrown at it if they had Jet Li as the lead? Oh my god, I, you're right. Like, just that one cog like, out of yeah. the machine. Mm-hmm. I would have so been in. Jet Li fights a dragon. Like, there's your fucking pitch. There's the money, and I would have fucking seen it. And here's the thing: is that he actually doesn't act much anymore. He's basically semi-retired. Gently. Yes. Yeah. But I would still watch the crap out of that movie. Gently versus Dragon on the Great Wall. At the very end, Bob Hoskins, like in CGI, circa like Rogue One, like puts a collar on him, and you're like, and that's holy the fuck! Of it's one. yeah, like it's all fucking connected. Not one. Uh, uh, no, it was called The One. No, the one was where he had to fight oh, all the right, multiple personality. Universe. I think it was just called, um... Like, dog or something. It, it, was, yeah. it was like rabbit or dog yeah, or something Yeah, or like, like the that. leash or something. It was the leash. Was it leash? I think it was I think called, it was leash. I think it was leash. Yeah. Wow, you and I are coming up with a great we're, movie. Oh yesterday. my god, we're just, we're pitch machines. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't think Matt Damon's a bad actor. I like a lot of the things that he's done. I like the fact that the man is humble and has a sense of humor about himself. Yeah, Matt Damon. Cat Damon, the new kitten I'm going to get. But like I said, I think this was a bad choice for him. And I get why he did it. He wanted to do an action movie. They didn't make a gay serial killer movie. He wanted to make an action movie that wasn't the Bourne. Because he's been doing Bourne movies for what, like yeah. eight years now? Oh, more maybe, than that. Maybe longer than that. So he wanted to do another action movie. No, that was um, Jeremy or Renner. Jeremy Renner. But like I said, he wanted to do an action movie that wasn't... He would have had Down movie. Syndrome. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. It's the same problem we had with Kyle K.Y. Yeah, like when you start fucking with chromosomes... Things go wrong. Mm-hmm. You don't make a superhuman. <laughs> you make a Down yes, Syndrome, maybe. <laughs> like. But, like I said, 
if you think about, even if it was like Chow Young Fat, any of the fucking oh, yeah. Asian guys from like any of the Fast and the Furious movies. Even some of the stuff from the, uh, who did um, Crouching Monkey Striking? It's Crouching Tiger and Dragon, and that was Chow Young Fat as the lead. No, but like who, the director. Oh crap, I'd have to look that up. Oh, but even if you did, uh, but the thing is, like I said, what's it, his name? Uh, who did um, uh, John Woo? Like if it was John Woo, I'd watch it. But the thing is, it had it's an Asian. Doves. So, like I said, it had an Asian director. It just had a white male lead, and I feel you know, like, like Ghost was, in the Shell. I was gonna. Mm, girl, Hollywood whitewashing. <laughs> but yeah, but you go into that with Doctor Strange, which just came out on DVD with. Uh, Tilda Swinton being the Tilda ancient Swinton one. Tilda Swinton is the ancient one. It was never implicitly implied that she was Asian in the comics. Well, I say she, but you know what I it, mean. It wasn't implied that it, she was Asian in the movie. She was extremely in the comics. Asian in the movie. It was very Asian. You think? Yeah. Okay. Oh. I, I disagree. It was like Tibetan. Yeah. I I disagree. But what pissed me off so much, like I said, is that the whole thing with Great Wall is that you need the white protector. To come in and save you. And I called it to be like... Literally... They blindsided it. Like... You need a white person to save the minority. Get in the like car. Like in blindside. How fast can you run? Get in the car. Oh, it's so fucking terrible. Don't worry. Sandra Bullock and Matt Damon will save you all, minorities. But I mean, like, even Jackie Chan is the lead. I would have been more okay with it. He's done serious roles, and he's done well. Oh my god, do you actually imagine like jumping like over the wall, over the wall, over the wall, over the wall, and then there's like a ladder, because they're building the wall, and he like goes to the ladder. Oh my god. I really want to watch First Strike again right now. And then at one point there's like a cameo where it's like, he's like, we must protect the wall, and then like Chris Tucker's like, do you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth? <laughs> do you understand the words that are coming out of your mouth? A pitch machine. Yeah. But, so, like I said, it's one of those things where I do respect Matt Damon very much as an actor. This was a bad decision. And not just because of that awful man bun. Who does he have a man bun? Oh, God, serious man bun. I think it's main wonton. Is that main wonton? Racist. No, that's what they call it. No, it's called... It... Oh, never mind. Okay. So, speaking of bad pitches... <clears throat> and I don't mean this when I initially say it, but we'll get to that in a second. I just uh, realized what you should have said. Alec, what? Speaking of bad pitches, that's how I got a kid. Mm. No? Okay. Moving uh, on. Con Man 2, which... Second is, season, uh, not Con Man 2. Yeah, I'm sorry. Con Man Season 2. Which is uh, Alan Tudyk's Tudyk. web series on, I think it's Comic-Con HQ. Well, it's also on Hulu. Yes. Um, there are a few things I want to say. I'm not all the way through this, the season. Um, I like that he's freaked out by the fact that... Don't worry about it. I'm not um, worried about it. I'm Nathan just annoyed. Nathan's Fillion character, which is effectively Nathan Fillion... Um, has gotten the rights to his sci-fi show and wants to make a movie. That sounds eerily close to reality. But um, Nathan Fillion's another one of those actors like Patrick uh, Stewart. Who, yeah, well, really. Well, no, no. Like, he, got, he got classic Shakespearean training and then kind of just moved into comedy and doesn't take himself seriously at all. And Nathan Fillion, like, yeah, like he's House. Not House. Uh, Castle. He's Different castle. domicile. I was going to say, he's Castle, but it's the same thing. Where both of them started out doing Shakespearean stuff and then moved. Fillion? Yeah. Really? Canadian company. Wow. Look at um, But the fact that, like, in Con Man, the show, which is, stems, even going back to the first season, um, that Alan Tudyk's character was the pilot on a sci-fi vessel where Fillion's character was the captain. And it will be this land. I think it will be... Your grave. grave. No, your. What did he say? It'll curse your, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. betrayal. Yeah. Which is the first scene. Wash. Like In, I said, wash uh, the first scene. Is that the first episode? Yeah. Which wasn't the first aired. That's a whole other story. But like I said, it's Wash playing with the plastic dinosaurs on Serenity. Oh, Wash. 
the feels. But anyway, so yeah, the Ellen Duke kind of plays this like fictionalized version of himself. Nathan Fillion plays a fictionalized version of himself. Which is basically what Castle was, despite the fact that he wasn't a writer. Okay, so we're kind of weirdly getting off the point, but uh, so that Nathan Fillion has gotten the rights to the sci-fi show Spectrum. Okay. Uh, I.e. Serenity. Firefly. Because they want to do Serenity. Excuse me. Yeah. Firefly was the type of the ship. Serenity was the name of the ship. Correct, but Firefly was the name of the series, and no, Serenity was the name of the why, movie, which is my, my point. Yeah. So, I was never 100% sure why they named it Firefly after the type of the ship. What do you mean? Well, you don't call Star Trek a Class E space crap. Damn it, I didn't that one. Yeah, the type of the ship was a Firefly class. I just thought it was weird that they called it after the Because it looked classic. like a firefly. It looked like a firefly. It looked like a firefly. <laughs> I just thought it was weird they named it after the class of the ship as opposed to the actual name of the ship. Yeah, but that's because when you talk about the name of the sh- the the class of the ship in Star Trek, it wasn't like they were like well, it's, it's disc with two dicks at the end of it. Well, no, they like, were like they were like class E. Yeah, like they just had like, like military ships. It, well, you a, go. It, yeah, I mean, I mean, they were both effectively hard sci-fi, but the class of the ship in Star Trek didn't have like a, I guess, an anthropomorphic name. I guess you, you'd say. Well, it was the Enterprise, but it was like the Enterprise. Yeah, but calling the Enterprise the Enterprise is like calling the Titanic, the Titanic, but that Titanic was a. Uh, Freighter of personal. I don't. I, I've got nothing on. I cruise ship. Yeah, yeah. It's a cruise it, ship. It was a cruise freighter, but. Anyways. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like calling it cruise freighter. But it's just one of those things where, like, you know, James a, Cameron presents cruise freighter meets ice, and the ice is like, "I'll be back." The iceberg voice, <laughs> as a cameo, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. What I was going to say, though, is you know that a frigate is a Oh, type my of God, that would mean John Connor's a Titanic. Okay, sorry, go ahead. You know that a frigate is a type of ship. Yeah. And a schooner is a sailboat. But it's one of those things where I thought it was weird that they called it, like, frigate as opposed to serenity. Yeah, but then you have, um... Especially since, if I remember correctly, they didn't run into any other Firefly-class ships... When they were well, no, because traveling. they were outdated. That They make reference to that constantly, where it's like, yeah, it's outdated, we can strip it for parts, or like, oh, you don't see those. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're in a space gremlin. Um, not, like, AMC. I think about it like that. AMC that makes, gremlin, not like Spielberg gremlin. No, it makes a lot more sense if I think about it like that, where I'm like, yeah. the show would be called Gremlin, despite the fact the car was called Bra- um, Barbara. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, okay. it's a matter of a model thing. Yeah. Like I said, if, it, if I think about it like that, it makes a lot more sense. And then, you know, calling it Serenity was like calling it Christine. I mean, it's not, a, it's not a perfect metaphor, but you know what I mean? Like, no, it's, it's the, the car's thing. name was Christine, and the ship's name was, was Serenity. Serenity. Yeah, no, it... Okay. No, it, it makes more sense now if I think about it like that, because okay. like it's just one of those things where it didn't seem particularly distinctive, so I thought it was a little weird. Well, it's like naming something Toyota, and you're doing a show about, like, random Toyota cars from the 80s. Or, like, naming something Honda, and it's all about all of the or, Civics. Or, I don't know, Knight Rider? Say it right. Oh, God, how long has it been? Knight Rider? Knight Rider, I like that. Is that what you're looking for? Or? In my head, for some reason, it's always Knight Rider. It's always what? You have to say it with the accent, Night Rider. Night Rider? Oh, I forgot to tell you. Yeah, don't. Moving on. No, I have so many good stories about my Eastern European co-workers. Awesome. So, Con Man Season 2. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Continue. That's where we went off on this tangent about ships and show titles. Um, we need to start like getting paddles and we'll hold up the paddle. And the other person can't talk till you put the paddle down. <laughs> Oh, on uh, Douglas movies, it's referred to as Donnie. Like Wahlberg. Don't worry about it. Is it weird that I knew that? So, anyway, uh, Con Man Season 2. Effectively, 
Nathan Fillion's character, Jack, has gotten the rights to Spectrum, Red, Firefly. Okay. Uh, they're going to make a movie. How did he get financing? He's a, oh, he's a, a huge action movie star. Oh, he's independently wealthy. Got it. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, well, it's basically Ellen Tudyk comparing his, you know, his uh, career to Nathan Fillion's he's done Jack. He's extremely well for himself. Okay, that's really not the point. You have to realize that, like, he's, the character, the the character Ellen Tudyk plays is Ellen Tudyk, who is not leading man role. I mean, and he said this, there was a whole Nerdist podcast about it when he was promoting the second season, where he goes, I've never gotten, like, that leading man role because they always consider myself, not or they consider me... Enough. Yeah, like, I'm always the wacky sidekick, or the guy next door, or whatever. That's absolutely true, but I remember him in First Night more than I remember Heath Ledger. And I remember Paul Bettany's ass. That's Chaucer. No. 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 The world sells ass before they saw his face. My point is, so, Nathan Fillion's character, Jack, has gotten the rights to this show uh, to make a movie. Alan Tudyk's character is fighting hard against it because he's basically kind of a sci-fi has-been doing the circuit, uh, the con circuits. Okay. Um, thus, con man. Ha ha ha. Um, it was just weird because I always assumed he was just a grifter. No. Though they do have a con they go to as, and that's called the long con. <laughs> and the, the biggest, the their uh, SDCC, their San Diego Comic Con, is called Shocker Con. Yeah, right? Can you just imagine him and the writers sitting around making these stupid fucking jokes with each other and forming them into episodes? Yeah. Uh, so Damn he's trying not to be pigeonholed. He ends up getting locked in a convention hall basement with Lou Ferrigno. Weird. Um, and... He performs Lou Frigno's <laughs> musical uh, take on Of Mice and Men called, do you want to... No, I don't have any guesses. You're going to take your hands away from your face because you're going to put them back there when I say this. Okay. Hands are ready. Okay. I'm with stupid. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> of Mice and Men musical called... I'm with stupid. stupid. The thing is, you realize that somebody casually said that like six or seven years ago, <laughs> and people have been laughing about it ever since, and it finally just made it into a production. Which makes him love theater again. Okay. Um, and then Lou Ferrigno shits on his dreams. I have not seen the... How shit on his dreams? The fact that they want a... More of a leading man to play George. Oh, they want somebody with a little bit more charisma. They want a leading man, but that he'll he'll talk to Alan Tudyk's character, uh, Ray Neary, um, for the touring company. Like, it is, once again, like, Alan Tudyk's life. He's done very well for himself. He has. Uh, on the Nerdist episode, they talk about, like, why he did comment, and he goes, I got sick of people telling me what I could and could not do, and I'm going to go do my own thing. Um, he but turned down. He turned down a ton of stuff. If you listen to that nerdist episode with Alan Tudyk, and I think it popped like two or three weeks ago. Um, it's it's phenomenal. It's actually why we're doing the network. Uh, we got sick of working for other assholes and wanted to work for ourselves. Okay, that's and not we're why assholes. That's not why we're doing the network. Well, that's why I'm doing that. We're network. doing the network because I front called you about Zoolander. No, that was yeah, you know, the fact that I said like let's start a company. Because I don't want to work for assholes. And then I started working for myself and realized... You're an asshole? I'm an asshole, yeah. I'm not high-fiving Oh, that. yeah, you're high-fiving that. But it's one of those things where, and we've heard it from lots of different Hollywood actors, men that are incredibly talented and charismatic and, and looking. But they're saying, they're like, I wasn't leading man handsome, so I couldn't get these roles. And you think about it, there's like one in a hundred men that are, quote, leading man handsome. They actually make a joke and comment... Season two, where they go, yeah, you got replaced by Hemsworth. Which one? I don't know. They're like nineteen of them. 
there's three of them, and they're all incredibly good looking. Thanks, Australia. That's a running gag that they keep getting replaced. Like that, it keeps getting replaced by A. Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Um, like I said, thanks, Australia. Well, you're saying that, but you know. Oh no! Um, Chris is married, and Liam's engaged to Miley Cyrus, so I'm pretty sure he has herpes. What about the other one? Oh, uh, he doesn't act. What is he like a sheep farmer or something? I think he's an accountant. Like, he's just a dude. <laughs> Way to break the mold. Like, so, what do you do? Uh, I'm an accountant. Uh, what about the rest of your family? Uh, one of them's Thor, and the other one's banging Hannah Montana. I, I, I would have said Gale from The Hunger Games, but yes. Oh, he was Gale from The Hunger Games, wasn't he? Well, I'm all, I'm all about Jay Hutch, so it's cool. Really? He's kind of short. Maybe that's why I'm all about him. Hmm. I like the guy at the Napoleon Complex and can save her from toxic I, wasps. I don't think he has a Napoleon Complex. He's just kind of short. Which, it's not a deal breaker for me, but I do have to mentally talk myself out of it. And that has mostly to do you with... You mean into it? I talk myself out of not liking a dude too short. Oh, okay. And it actually has mostly to do with my family. Both my brothers are tall and so is my dad, so being around very tall men makes me feel safe. It's not that I'm not attracted to a shorter dude. And it's now we're it, getting the more therapy. Like I said, it's not that I'm not attracted to a shorter guy. It's just being around tall men makes me feel safe. Because I associate it with my dad and my brothers. What do you think about when you hang out with me? Other than hopefully you're going to laugh. Honestly? First of all, who's going to fuck with us? Second of all, between the two of us, we can take care of business. I don't know what any of that meant. And please don't. Don't what? Don't. <laughs> what, elaborate? Yeah, don't. Because that was great. No, it's... No, don't elaborate. That's great. No, I want to clarify, actually. Doug, you're absolutely a protector. If there was a problem and you needed to assault someone, essentially, because they were hurting either of us, you absolutely would. Yes. Like I said, you're a protector. That's kind of part of your essential core as an adult. I want to be a superhero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I said, you're a protector. But it's one of those things where when people see us together, I can't imagine who would fuck with us. Fair enough. Dude, I have resting bitch face, and you look like you would kill a dude. Well, when I've... When really? You're, when you're ticked, yeah. Oh, really? You got rage face, bro. <laughs> I mean... Alright, fair enough. Only when you're ticked, but yeah. I got rage face. Right. Well, but it's just one of those things where, you know, like... Maybe you as a man don't do it as much, but when I see people and I like I would assess a situation, I would see us out and about, and I'd be like, don't want to fuck with them. Mm-mm, not worth it. Yeah, fuck you, door gypsy house. I'm sorry. Except for that part where, yeah, I apologize to it. Well, that's the thing, though, is that almost with both of us, our default setting is to be polite. But fuck with us. Yeah, but okay. I'm just saying, like, when I go to places, and especially if I'm dealing with service industry or with a stranger, my default setting is to be polite. Yeah. But the switch will flip pretty fucking easily. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And I, especially with you, because you've worked in service, especially front of the house service, a lot longer than oh, yeah. I have. So, in general, your default setting is to be polite. It's a plastic smile. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, one of those things, when somebody bothers me and whatnot... The first two sentences will be polite, and the third sentence is a kick in the dick. Verbally, if not physically. Um, I never once physically kicked a dude in the dick. It's a little sad. I have. Not right. getting into that story. Uh, lastly, that's the last thing on the list. <laughs> uh, sorry. Last thing on the list. Um, so, as the same as last week, I've been bitching Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Oh, no, I actually had a... DCTV. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant that. No, no, no. I didn't mean usual ending nonsense. I mean, I actually have a bicycle on the list. Donuts? Uh, I can talk about rape later. Good. Uh, Law and Order special. Did you watch Arrow? I know Legion. Uh, Legion. Uh, Legends, Flash. Who gives a fuck about Supergirl? So I don't know if it's on hiatus. The, the, they, they, they do that thing where, like, they come back for like three weeks and then take like two weeks off. It drives me insane. Um, and I'm sorry, I haven't watched 
Talking Dead. I'm Talking Dead. Well, I haven't watched that either. But I, I'm, I'm not caught up on Walking Dead, so we're not going to talk about that. Uh, though I assume, I don't know, Rick does something and then zombies. Yay! Honestly, with the last two months of DCTV, I've been so irritated with it. That what I've started doing is waiting four weeks before I watch it. Okay. This is an odd hand thing I'm doing. But, uh... I'm gonna call that the reverse bowling ball. <laughs> let you... Let you figure out what that means. Or it looks like. Considering that the bowling ball grip is in the Urban Dictionary, that's the worst thing you've ever fucking said. <laughs> that is not the worst thing I've ever said. It's like the minivan. Two in the front, five in the back. I don't have that many fingers. Um... You wait, have what? Ten. So, hold on. So, a minivan... You need both hands. Okay, so hold on. What was it? Two in the front. Okay. Five in the back. Okay, look at my fingies. Oh. There you go. Oh, it's a fisting thing. Uh, so anyway, so I watched the new episode of... Have you seen the new episode of Arrow? Yes, I have. Great. Speaking of reverse bowling balls, uh, the entire... Wait, did you actually see the new episode? I did, actually. Where the entire thing is like a gun a gun rights debate? Yeah. Which I actually really liked that they did that. And it made it like part of the story and built character development. Well, that's the thing is that if you watch the first, I'd say two and a half seasons of Arrow, it was a lot of actually talking about the legality of vigilante justice and the personal nature of being part of a crime. And I feel like this handgun debate kind of went back to that and became a little bit less cartoony. Because, I mean, Arrow's always been cartoony because that's what it is. But I feel like the third and fourth I season... I disagree wholeheartedly. I think Arrow is, like, the grounded, realistic version. The last couple seasons got a little lost. Agreed. But, like, the first couple seasons were very I grounded. I said two, two and a half. Uh, you're right, you're right. But like I said, I feel like this is a good return to the very grounded level that we had. And probably, God, how a thousand episodes ago, you and I talked about what we really liked about Arrow and even Flash was the fact that they did start out with the, the corporate and the ground level criminals and then started working their way up to the bigger and bigger supervillains. And it's the whole... Well, the, the fact that there weren't, there weren't metas until season, what, three, three when Flash popped up? Like I said, three, I think. But like I said, I mean, with Bronze Tiger and a lot of the other mm -hmm. villains they had very early on, they were just full-on street-level villains. I'm going to kill that fucking girl. The door didn't get picked up. You're fine. They were just street-level villains. And if you remember, it was the Yakuza was one of the big bads in the first season. Because they had the woman with the platinum wig that was pumping all of the oh, drugs. Oh, it was Kelly, uh, Kelly who? Kelly you? Whatever her name was? Um. It sounds like you just did a cheer. Kelly who? Kelly you. Sorry. One, two, three, four. Who's but, yeah. the bad guy with the more, I got nothing. Uh, yeah, bad. but like, she was like Deathstrike in uh, X-Men 2. Um, I, I, I'm very sorry. I do not remember the actress's name. She was it, very good in the role, and she's a beautiful I, woman. I think it's Kelly Hu. H-U is, is her name. But, like I said... She, she was like China White or whatever that was? Actually, I'm pretty sure China White was actually the character's name. Yeah. But, like I said, she, <laughs> was, yeah. she was the leader of the Yakuza in one of the first seasons. I think, like, the first season. First or second, yeah. And it's one of those that that's a very human street level criminal. Well, because in the comics, the White Rabbit was actually a steel villain. It was st steel villain. Uh, it was a steel villain. Okay. Uh, who was like a weapons like a street weapons developer trying to um, sell military grade weapons to street gangs to initiate a, a race war, Which but I'm but very but very street level. I mean, it wasn't like she had powers. She was just, like, the face of... She was the face of the... Of the arms-dealing industry, effectively. So, in the beginning of the second season, after they've tried to destroy... The Glades. The Glades. 
you have all of that unrest and you have these people emerging doing all of these drugs and all of this weapons Vertigo. dealing. Exactly. Been one of them. Like I said, well that was Count Vertigo. Great storyline. Loved that. No, but the drug was called Vertigo, wasn't it? Yes, but his name was Count Vertigo. That's what he went by. Yeah. Because of the needle marks mm-hmm. looking like mm-hmm. a yeah, vampire. Like I said, you had all of these very real things that would happen when you have economical unrest. Absolutely. And political unrest. Sorry, I should say political unrest as well. And I feel like when the Flash started and they introduced metas, the story writers and it the showrunners superhero-y. they got very lost. And yeah. I feel like this episode is kind of a return to a little bit more of a grounded political economical that and like, view. I, okay, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I, ahead, I, no, think you'll, I think you I think I my point. The fact that very early on it was Felicity Diggle uh, Queen. It was Ollie Queen. That was it. Like, yeah, it was the... Like, was... But the, they would argue, like, was that right to do that? And they, there would only be three people, which yeah. is a very small committee. But now you've got what I'm calling, like, Green Arrow and the Outsiders, um, for the for all intents and purposes, that he's got... Uh, I, I don't want to call him Hot Dog. <laughs> was it Wild Dog? Rabbit Dog? Hot Dog? We'll call him Hot Dog. No. I think uh, it's Wild Dog. It's Wild Dog. You have Ragman, who's since left, uh, with all this moral gray and that a nuclear bomb fucked up his whole Ragman shit. But like you had Wild Dog, uh, Ragman, uh, Mr. Terrific, Felicity Diggle, Queen, Thea Queen. You've got uh, Chase, the Adrian Chase, the DA, now in his ear, which... Spoiler alert, sorry, he's vigilante. Um, put it together, assholes. If you did read the comics, and if you didn't read the comics, I'm sorry, I just called you assholes. But um, I did, and it's he's totally vigilante. Um, plus, vigilante's wife, who's like, just let him stay in the hospital. Like, please save my husband. And I'm like, he's vigilante. He's gonna, okay, moving on. But you have this, like, now, like, a, a committee, and Vigilante's not even part of the committee. Oh, and the new Black Canary. Like, even going back so far as the old Canary and Sarah, White Canary, like, he has expanded his, the debate, um, or people that can debate, I would say, the expanded the democracy okay, of the so, group. Okay, so, if you remember, in the first season, it actually took yeah, a while for him. Okay. On yeah, the, on the rails. Thank it you. took him a while for him to recruit to recruit Felicity. Like, I think halfway through the first season is when he shows up in her car, shot by his mother, still wearing the yeah. grease paint, not the, the mask. Paint, yeah, because you and I had a whole problem with the grease paint. Yeah, it was like really I bad. said, it took him a while to recruit Felicity, and even when she did join the team, it was only to find his stepdad, Winston. New. Oh, it was. We've done this at least twice before. We cannot for the yeah, life of us remember he, this he guy's on, fucking um, name. David Cross is the increasingly poor decisions of uh, Tarb Margaret. But yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, when she it'll come to what we're talking. I guess it starts with a W. It's gonna drive me fucking crazy. But like I said, when she did join Team Arrow, as she calls it, yeah, and the Arrow Cave. She basically just Fuck did her it for calling that. Like I said, she did it because he had disappeared, and she wanted to find him because he had been very good to her. Not That's in a weird, so creepy way. God damn it! We're, we're not pausing. No, keep going. And Diggle. It was Diggle because of his, no. A... It was because of his brother and because of his uh, sister-in-law. Oh, like, that he was like secretly in love with. They never played that storyline out, and I was pissed about yeah, it. Yeah, they really didn't, because then, like, I, I think they Lila end up showing up. Like I said, I think they couldn't get that actress back, so they just kind of wrote the storyline off. I could be wrong, but that was just my assumption. Okay. But like I said, Diggle was just his bodyguard, but he kept fucking shaking. And then he... Asked, and finally he was like... No, he implemented, implemented him in a case. Oh, that's right. No, I don't think implement's the right word. It's not imp- <coughs> incriminated him. There you go. Like I said, he incriminated him in a case, and then he let Diggle know what he was doing, and he decided to join the team. Well, Diggle faked being the arrow. 
to get Ollie out of Wasn't trouble. Wasn't that the beginning of the second season when it opens mm. up with... No. It opens no, that up might with, have been the first season. No, that was in the first season. I'm talking about a different scene. It opens up with Diggle in the green leather and him talking about how it's too tight because Ollie's uh, fled back to the was... island. No, I think that's yeah, the beginning of season Yeah, that's the beginning of season two. Because mm-hmm. Tommy had died. And it's, We think. No, Tommy's dead. He ruled dead. What I was... No, I don't have a Tommy doll. What are you looking at? What I was going to say is that I liked at the end of the first season, beginning of the second season, that as a vigilante, he had to sit down and think about how he was conducting himself and Absolutely. the criminals he was going after. Well, and you get into this, in this really season where they're like... It, well, he, now, yes, but I really he's feel that, like they got lost in the third again. and fourth seasons. Huh? I feel like they really got lost in the third and fourth seasons. Like I said, because in the, the first season, The fact that they're having the same killer. debate from the second season to the... Is it sixth at fifth? this point? Sixth? Fifth? Right fifth, now? Sixth? Whatever it is. No, it's got to be fifth, because they're running out of flashback. Right, it's the fifth. But it's so, just, the fact that they're running... I'm sorry, I, I don't mean ahead, to interrupt. No, you're fine. Um, I also have a sidebar about your Funkos. Which one? Um, the fact that I mistook Effie Trinket as... Uh, the Frankenstein character from the uh, Serial Monsters? Is that Frutenstein? Frankenberry? Fra- is it Frankenberry? If you look at her from here, she oh, looks like, a lot well, like Frankenberry. There's Frankenberry, but if you watch um, Dead Like Me, they call her Frankenfruity because they couldn't get the copyright. Oh, uh, so there's Count Chocula, yes. Booberry, Frankenberry, uh, Fruit Brute, which was the werewolf. I don't remember Fruit Brute. We'll talk about it off air. There was totally fruit fruit. We need to get back to Arrow. Yes. So. Before we start pitching a new idea about serial-based monster squad. Oh, fuck yeah, that just happened. I feel like we should have a moment of silence so we can hold laugh about it. Oh my eyes. god. If it's animated, I'm actually like, need, grabbing dead physically. We, we need to email Funny or Die right now. Especially Pete Holmes. They fight milk for milk and cheese. Oh my god. Okay, so, what I was saying about Arrow... Who did he play? Batman. With my dick. Exactly. Okay. Um, What I was saying is, I feel like when The Flash came out, and I'm not trying to condemn them or anything like that... But they did lose their way. A lot more of the energy went into The Flash. And it was a very different show. Flash is quippy, Flash is funny, he's also a meta... It's a very different show from Arrow. And you start having metas show up in Arrow, and it... Did they did, did they do Brick as a meta, where, like, he couldn't be hurt? I can't remember. It's, it's been a while. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't watched Flash season one in a very long time. I honestly... I'll tell you right now, I had a moment where I was talking to someone about Flash and Arrow, and I was like, I suddenly can't remember how Arrow got off the island in the, the first episode. He got rescued by um, some, I believe, Russian sailboat. Well, not, it was not, a cruise ship, and he like he fired, fire. he yeah, fired he the arrow the, into like a bonfire. It was a signal fire. However, he'd been off the island lots of times before then. But like it was one of those where I was like, how did he? Oh yeah, right. But anyway, what I was so is, like I said, I feel like once they introduced Metas into Arrow, kind of lost its way. I agree. Which I'm fine with it. I just feel like. They put too much of their energy into the Flash, which, frankly, has been really good from I, beginning to end. I'm still a little pissed about Flashpoint, but we're not going to talk about that. I think they kind of watered down Arrow, and that might not be the best phrase, but I think it's the only one I've got, is a watered down Arrow trying to make it part of the... Is it Arrowverse or Balenciverse? It's actually or, called the Arrowverse because it was first. Right. But the Arrowverse, in terms say, of that, and Legends, and... Um, you know my feelings on Legends. <laughs> Flash. No, but I mean... I feel like, like they're I, wasting I think, talent, think, and it's fucking stupid. Once they started having these, like, metas come into Star City, or Starling City at that point, um, and you start backdoor uh, piloting... I know. <laughs> uh, backdoor piloting Legends with um, Ray Palmer... Which actually wasn't a but, backdoor pilot. But it's but. one of those things where it's like, I loved Heatwave. I loved Captain Cold. I loved Katie Lotz's White Canary. And I feel like they were completely... I like Ray Palmer. Brandon Routh is great. I feel like he's underutilized. 
Yeah, but you didn't watch the show, so. Like I said, I'm sorry. But yes, I agree that, first that season was once stupid. once metas are introduced into Arrow, they do lose lose their way trying to fit it into the universe they are building. You have Ollie trying to fight a meta, and he's just a man. It's unfair. Also, honestly, I don't really think that there was a problem. I think the problem was that they split their talent. I agree with that. Uh, there's a moment. Get in... it together, Jeff Johns. Nuts. I'm kind of worried about Jeff Johns. Well, he's very busy trying to save the DC cinematic universe. Yes, he is. Sucks. Uh, Batman lost another director. I told you he doesn't want to be Batman anymore. No, I don't mean. I don't mean Ben Affleck. I mean the guy after him. It's been like a week. Yeah, they lost another director. Little girl. Mm -hmm. Get it together, Jeff Johns. Uh, they lost Matt Reeves. Wow. What so, was his reasoning? Uh, I don't know. I didn't read that deep into it. Um, okay. And that sounds weird, but... No, it doesn't. Um, you saw something, you didn't have time to look at it. Maybe this really is my point. We're talking um, about DCTV. Do you have any follow-ups? I feel like they spread themselves too thin, especially with Legends. They split their talent between Arrow and Flash. Arrow suffered. Uh, oh, that was it. That was, um... Just there's... damn near hit me in the tit. I didn't even move. Just one of these. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, there's a moment in... Oh, God, I can't remember who, who wrote it. Um, but the the artist is Damien Scott. It was um, the Cassandra Cain Batman, uh, Batgirl. The, okay. the mute one. Okay. Um, the one that was, like, trained, you know, to, like, read body language as opposed to English. Thank God that I read a lot of comics or else you'd sound like a But you know what I'm person. talking about, yes, right? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah. The, the Cassie Cain yes. um, Batgirl. Where in at one head, point, like she's know, she's fighting, she, she's the Cassie Kane Chronicles. She, I don't know what that means. So she eventually comes across a metahuman, and Batman's watching over her, and he goes, "Oh my God, she doesn't know what a metahuman is." Okay. So Batgirl's like trying to take him down, like traditionally, which doesn't work. She's trying to kick some ass. Yeah, and which, she's not strong enough. Well, or that like his nerves are deadened, or well, he has an he's extra impenetrable, yes. or wh whatever it is. I, I can't remember the. It was a generic metahuman character, um, and that was something that got missed in Arrow, where it's like, oh, we're fighting a metahuman. How do we do that? It's actually something that kind of bothered me about King Shark. Is that he just fucking showed up and they accepted this was happening. Well, A, Zoom pulled them in, and B, they were kind of used to weird shit happening. That's completely weird shit. It's an anamorphic... It's a giant, like, man shark. Yeah, no, like I, I get said, it. Like I said, it's an anamorphic creature. But at that point, like, what they were like... absolute fudge? Had they met anyone with, like, weird anthropomorphic... Animal power? No, no not that they... I know of. I'm no, pretty sure so it's this like... was pre-Tigris. Who's Tigris? Huntress. Tigris? No, the model. Vixen. Vixen, thank you. Who does not look like an animal whatsoever. She doesn't, but she can take on the animal character. Right, so this is the first time they're coming up against a character who is actually, quote-unquote, monstrous. Yes. It's not like... Wait. A... Had Grodd been... Grodd was before that. Yeah, Grodd was before that. But he wasn't a metahuman. He was an animal that had been experimented on. Yeah, but... Like, okay, so they're fighting a, a giant telepathic monkey. Which is a little bit different than a giant anthropomorphic shark! Did they make a shark dad reference? I think they did. I don't know. So, mistakes and all that shit? Um... I think I broke my two male co-workers by watching too much Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Right. Because now both of them will unconsciously hum the theme. Okay. Also, everything leads back to rape. We're very happy The Good Place got... That comes got from the first episode of this show. Like I said, we're very happy The Good Place got a second season. Uh, after we talked last week, uh, Lucifer got a third season. Yes, I sent you that link. Lucifer got a third season. And I sent you another... Link about my Eastern European coworkers. Oh yes, Zima's coming back. Did I'm you sorry. know that Zima? Zima is coming. Did 
Did you know that Zima literally either means cold or winter, depending on the context you use it from? That's the joke I just made. Zima is coming. Greatest ad campaign ever. Um, I will say that I found uh, out... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it came out in August last year, so I'm a little late to the party. Powers got cancelled. Seriously? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little sad about that one. Well, that sucks. Um, I thought it... It was on a bad network and it was badly publicized, but still. It could have been something. Um, it was on the red. It was on the wrong network, and they um, well, it was on the PSN, the PlayStation Network. I mean, yeah. I'm it glad just, that I'm glad that they went out for not only a comic book property, but like an edgy comic book, uh, book property book. that they could say "fuck" and "cunt" and "twat" and "smegma," um, which is one of we're not allowed Bendis. to say "smegma." It's if you read Bendis, yeah. Smegma's one of his favorites. Just, I didn't realize we weren't allowed to say Smegma. No, we're totally allowed to say Smegma. But I mean like in polite company? Especially in polite company. Say Smegma. Got it. Um, yeah. So, do you remember the volcano? What, the one in Sweden? It erupted in Smegma. Damn also it! Also fake news. Um, <laughs> hashtag fake news. That was really good. Thank you. Um... So your mistakes, Powers was cancelled, and, and then? It ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So. Oh, I have to talk about uh, that I met a guy from Heroes. Do you? Okay, Dipper, the whole story off air. Apparently, don't meet your heroes is the point of that story. <laughs> Or don't serve them tea in it's paper Starbucks. cups. Um, and that's how I managed to piss off the guy who played... Oh, fuck. What is it? Sullivan... Um, Just he was, the Clock he was, King. The Clock King from uh, Arrow and Flash. He was a... His name's Robert... Robert... Noper? Nepper? 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 I can tell you as soon as we're off air. Um, like I said... He was really good in Prison Break, to which I sent you the text message. I loved him as the creepy child rapist on Prison Break. Uh, he was the main bad guy. I want to say Samuel Sullivan? That sounds right. Uh, Samuel Sullivan in uh, Heroes Season 4. Uh, he's, like, once we said, uh, Claw King on um, Flash and Arrow. He was great in Prison Break. He's in the Prison Break revival, if I remember correctly. And he was the main villain in the Transporter Three, which sounds super stupid, but it's actually not terrible. Really? Yeah, it's not terrible. He was the voice of Kronos in uh, the God of War series. Nice. Yeah. Right. Um, I gave that guy tea. He was kind of a dick. Uh, it's not. <sighs> no, admittedly, like you said, he might have been tired, and the way I served him tea was not as expected. But like. If you're going to complain about, like, your tea not being served to you as expected, doesn't that kind of make you a dick? No. Sometimes you're having a shit-ass morning, and you're traveling, and you're uncomfortable, and you're exhausted, and you just want to have something the way you want to have something. And then it doesn't come the way that you want it, and you're a little bit ticked about it. In four or five minutes, you'll be fine with it. But at that exact second, you're pissed. Well, maybe he shouldn't have trapped Hero in a mental institution. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D20 Proof, Knapsack Comedy, and Mr. Right. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.